everything you do in life is for you. No matter the situation or circumstances, always stay gracious and know that there's something better while you're figuring out your own path. You'll gain and lose people on the way, but that's life. Keep pushing, sis. Your destiny is coming. Welcome to the Maya J Podcast. I am your host. And today I have a special guest for us. Let me give you a little background about her. She is an assistant coach for the IUK Women's Basketball Program and also is a part of the LGBT. Q plus multicultural center as an assistant director standing for equality and more she's someone who I work closely with day in and day out but without further ado let's give in welcome to Whitney Schaefer hello hello everyone well coach um, I'm gonna reference you as coach because that's what I know you as um, but today this podcast is just about you know getting to know you a little bit more and the things that you do within the community of IU and Kokomo as a whole um, just to get started, let's go back to your earlier days before IU Kokomo. Um, where are you from and what schools did you attend? I am from Tipton, Indiana, and I went to Tipton Elementary School, finished high school at Tri-Central. Then I went, do you want me to do college as well? You can go colleges as well. Okay, perfect. So I started my career at Elmhurst College. I was there for two years. I transferred to Trine University uh, where I finished my college career. And then the last school was I obtained my master's overseas at the University of London in London. That's really cool. Um, Just so as I've told listeners earlier that you're assistant coach for the IUK women's basketball program. How did you first get into basketball? Um, basketball is kind of like born and bred in Indiana. I feel like that's what we're known for. So from an early age, I remember playing at the local boys and girls club at the local courts, things like that. Um, and it kind of fueled me to continue that forever. Okay. And so throughout your journey of both playing and coaching, what are some life lessons that you picked up? My biggest life lesson is how we obtain goals, right? So no matter what the pieces are or who's on the court per se, um, we're always trying or striving for a goal. Um, I'm always doing that within my personal life, Mm -hmm. at work and also on the basketball court. That's great, that's great to hear. Um, So how did you come forth of being a part of the Multicultural Center? Like how was that a conversation that was brought up um, for IUK? Well, uh, women empowerment, equity, and inclusion are kind of what we stand for on the basketball team as values as the coaches. Mm -hmm. And last uh, school year, we saw that the positions were starting to open. And both Coley and I kind of were like, okay, well, this is something else we could add to our repertoire. And we applied. Uh, We are the first regional campus to have this multicultural center, so we are very lucky for this. Um, And once I applied, I kind of just took it from there and kind of overhauled the whole scenario. Okay. So um, also being that you are a part of the LGBTQ community, uh, could you also give us us your pronouns so for the listeners? Yes, my pronouns are she, they, and thank you for asking. That shows that you are very inclusive as well. Of of course, thank you. Um, Me also being a part of the LGBTQ community, Mm -hmm. I had to ask you as well. Um, My next question for you would be being a part um, of the LGBTQ community, uh, could you tell me a little bit more about your journey or self-discovery? 
Yes. So being part of the LGBTQ community for um, the millennials speaking to who I am, uh, we kind of had a little bit of a, a rough coming out. But after I did that, I moved to a big city where I was comfortable to be who I wanted, mm-hmm. where I kind of found myself. And then again, when I went to London, I was also in a realm where I could be whoever I wanted. So through the past, I would say 10-ish years, traveling and moving constantly mm-hmm. has made me be able to come into who I am. And I'm constantly learning through my jobs and things like that mm-hmm. in order to make sure that I'm better for the LGBTQ community, but also still maintaining my confidence within myself. Perfect. That's great to hear. Um, Just since you did say that you lived in London, what was it like? Like, is it different? Do you see a difference between the LGBT communities within a different country and, you know, living in the U.S. I know like we have in different areas, you know, some things LGBT communities are accepted where if you go to another country, it might not be accepted. Was there a difference? Um, I would say in London, yes, there was a huge difference because you could see um, in advertisements and in media, um, the LGBTQ plus community was represented a lot more Mm -hmm. even though I went I was there five years ago it was a lot more representation across media and things like that whereas here we don't really have that yet we're working towards it Um, but yes there were definitely countries that I visited that I knew that I had to kind of be on my p's and q's and I had to also Uh, mind my environment so a lot of those times I would just stay in the house Um, but it was only one or two countries where I truly felt like being LGBTQ plus that I would have issues. Okay so um, being that this is your first year as an assistant director of the LGBTQ um, center could you tell me what it's like being in that role and how it's impacted you? It's actually really exciting to be able to give back and the biggest thing that has impacted me is I in the short time that I have been doing this role me being confident and who I am has allowed others to come out Mm -hmm. I have been in this position um, and I've only worked the table twice but in that time I've had a couple people actually come up to me and come out and I feel like that's impacted me because for me it was such a hard transition to come out Mm -hmm. and for these humans to feel comfortable with me um, just based off of my look and how I carry myself and how I talk it's made me feel like I am on the right path all the work and hard things that have happened are for a reason uh, because I'm just me being confident is helping others and that just that small minute thing and I know that I do a ton more than just that to impact others So I know that I'm making an impact and I'm giving back in every way that I can. That's great to hear, especially knowing that you have people that you know you don't know, but they do love to you. That's great. Just not even for yourself, but for them to be comfortable like that. Yeah, Um, exactly. For the listeners who are, who may be a part of the LGBTQ community, um, are there some words of encouragement you would like to give to those who are struggling with self-identity or coming out? Yes. Um, My biggest thing is to soul search and heal. Those things that have been done uh, to our community or for our community 
um, we've got to heal from that. We've got to take some time to understand that there was trauma and pain and we're still fighting traumas and pain. But through all of that, we have to maintain working towards a goal, healing from what has happened, and then overall trying to be better every single day whether that means I'm gonna get a workout in today or maybe I'm gonna journal today. We have to always be striving to do better and it does get better. I know that that's the most cliche thing that LGBTQ people say, but it is the truth. If you're pushing to make yourself better, Mm -hmm. even though some might drop off or even though something, a bump might happen in the road, as long as you are keep pushing, it will, it will inevitably change because you are putting in the keys to change. Right. I completely agree with you. I think that a lot of people, you know, within the community, we do struggle with that, including myself. I like, I'm still to this day, you know, figuring out who I am and, you know, me coming out a few years ago, um, it was, it wasn't the best. And Uh I mean, it could have been differently I mean, maybe if I would have waited, who knows, but, you know, I did it for me at that time. So, exactly. you know, um, it was, that's great to hear those, the words of encouragement. Um, for our last question, um, what can, what can people look forward to um, coming from the LGBT center, Q center um, within the school and the community, just for the city of Kokomo? Some great things that we have coming to y'all for next year is we're going to have monthly meetings every month to discuss different topics that the LGBTQ family face. So we were going to talk about um, HIV testing is one of the things that we wanted to talk about, talking about relationships within the LGBTQ uh, community, because most of the times we've noticed only hetero relationships. Um, We've also got a speaker series coming of other LGBTQ members who have been through it, who have done it. Um, And we look to bring those two things to IUK. I'm super excited about the speaker series and the great people that we do have coming. And then to get the community and the student faculty Uh, engagement in this monthly meeting would be amazing. And I really think that we'll touch on some issues that will help uh, the LGBTQ get better and heal. Yes. Okay. That's great. That's great to hear. Um, One thing that, you know, that I can even say about, you know, the HIV, um, you wanted to, you know, spread awareness on that. I think one of the biggest things for me when moving to Kokomo was, before moving here, I knew about Ryan White and I knew that he, you know, he had HIV. But a lot of people during that time of when Ryan White was dealing with that, they didn't know about, like they didn't exactly know other than they thought that, you know, he was, he like, he was either gay or that's how he he got AIDS or from HIV. So just being able to even hear you bring up that in, in the city of Kokomo is really, really big. Yes, and even just, even just to have the testing, like we've been talking about um, bringing in a month, being able to have the free monthly tests for those, Um, because it's not just, like you saying, it's not just a gay disease, which is what it's been called previously. It's about more than that. There there are are other ways that you can obtain AIDS and HIV. And we wanna make sure that Again, the intersectionality, we're not just hitting home with the LGBTQ plus fam, but it will happen to those who are heteronormative as well. I agree. I really, I really appreciate this. And this was all of our time on the Maya J podcast. This is Coach Witt. Um, 
Thank you, you can look for her on campus or you can come to the games, but um, tune in with Coach Witt and the LGBTQ Center, and we will talk to you later. See ya. Thank you for having me.